Hey everybody, this is your man Jason Miles with Real Estate 360. And today, Steve Conley and I are going to be discussing the, the differences between the actions of successful investors and unsuccessful investors. And the things that you can model and emulate to find success in your life and in your business. Because they're really all, you know, kind of conjoined. They go together. You find success in one place, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to find it in another. But if you develop the mindset of success, you'll transfer those things from one aspect of your life to the other. And we're going to talk about those things today in just a second. All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is your man, Miles. Thank you for sticking with us. And of course, as I said, we've got my guy, Steve, in the house. What's up, Steve Conley? Hey, good morning. Uh, everything's fantastic, 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 right? As well as it should be, as well as it should be. You know, it's, getting, it's getting colder outside. You know, everybody's running inside. They're afraid to go outside. All the fur coats are going to be busting out now. You know, we're getting, it's getting cold and... And cold in Atlanta is a little different yeah. than it is in other parts of the of the country or even the world for that matter. You know, it gets down to 40 degrees here, 50 degrees, and the fur coats are coming out. They're coming out. You know, <laughs> where I was raised, where I was born and raised, 40, 50 degrees, you know, you're, you know, you're still wearing shorts and flip-flops. So... <laughs> So that's right. You know, it's a it's a, a completely different perspective, but that's pretty cool. But hey, guys, listen, I want to say this before we go all in. I noticed that we're getting a lot of views of people that are not subscribed. Come on, you guys hit the subscribe button. If you like the information, uh, hit the like button, comment and share with us, because listen, they're going to push the content to you anyway. You're going to watch it anyway. I appreciate it. But it does help us out a lot with the algorithm. If you go ahead and like and follow uh, the channel, we really appreciate it if you do that. So thank you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for those that have subscribed. And I want to make sure that we can continue to, to bring you this, this content because you're, you're showing that you like it and that you approve of it. So thank you. All right. So as I stated earlier today, we're going to talk about the things that successful investors do and unsuccessful investors you know, don't do things that you can implement really, really easily into your life and business to, you know, kind of make things go a little bit smoother for you, per se. It doesn't mean that it's going to fix all of your problems because there's no such thing, right? There's no such things. Problems are just, you know, just things that come about, but it's how you deal with them. It's how you handle them. It's how you, it's your focus, really. You know, are you going to focus on the obstacle or the hurdle or are you going to focus on the solution? And that that's just a part of it. And we're going to kind of get into some of that stuff. And Steve, you know, we've talked to a bunch of different investors, real estate investors on all kind of um, different platforms, people that we know, social media platforms, just talking to active investors and, you know, asking them what they do that they see that other investors, newer investors, are not doing or are just unsuccessful investors. Because I think both of us know people that have been in this industry for a long time 
but has, has never really achieved any significant success. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, we were talking to some folks, you know, last night on the coaching call, and, and I was listening to uh, the responses and so forth. Mm. And you can tell who is going to do it and who's not going to do it. And I think that's really part of it is, or the major part is doing it, actually just getting up every morning and taking some type of action every day. Right. And, um, I wrote about this recently in a little thing I sent out, but it's, is it motivation or is it inspiration? Are you inspired to do these things that, that you want to do? Like if you're a real estate investor, then you should want to get up and start looking at houses and trying to figure out, okay, what's a good deal? What's not a good deal? That's taking the action every single day, right? And you don't want to be motivated because that takes a lot of the fun out of it. If you're inspired, now you're doing something that you love to do and uh, find those things that you love to do. And then you're just automatically going to get up and do those things every day. Does that's that sure. make sense? That's for sure. Yeah. And, and actually, that's number one on our list. Take action every day. Take action every day and perform because that's what it is. And it doesn't matter. I mean, we tell people this all the time. It doesn't matter if you're doing all the things that you need to do in a day because let's be honest, we can't. I mean, I have a big to-do list. I'd get as much of it done on a daily basis as I can, and then I transfer it to, to tomorrow. I mean, my to-do list is a weekly to-do list, and I try to finish all those things in that week's time because some other things are going to come up. You're going to have to go somewhere. You're going to have to do something. But like we tell the people that we're coaching, training, teaching, do one or two things every day that get you closer to your goal, that are moving you closer to achieving the goal that you set for yourself, you know, the desired outcome. You don't have to go gangbusters right away. You know, we understand you got jobs, you know, you've got careers, you got families, you got, you know, all these things that are on your mind. But do one or two things every single day that are going to move you closer to the to that goal that you've established for yourself, that achievement, because over time that becomes a habit. And the, and the more you achieve, the more you're going to want to do it. It's like it's investing. It's like investing in the stock market, for instance. If you every week just take $25, heck, even if it's once a month, you take $25 and you put it there. Over time, you're going to see it grow and compound. And what happens in that case, Steve, is that, and it's inevitable, you see the growth over time. And then you want to put more money in. And then you start to say, well, I don't need to have all these coffees every week. You know, let me put, you know, right. 20 bucks a week in as opposed to $25 a month. You know, maybe it's 50 bucks a month, whatever it is. But as you see that growth, it motivates you to do more because you can see the growth. It's the same thing when we're talking about investing in real estate or, or any business that you're building for that matter. When you're learning, Things seem to be difficult, but if you take action every day, every single day, like Steve said, every day you take action, you're going to get closer and closer to that goal, which is going to create new habits, 
which is going to help you achieve your longer, your bigger term goal a lot faster. Because sometimes it's the first one or two that are tough. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then, you know, I, I know a lot of people are afraid to, to, to try something, especially real estate. It can be intimidating, uh, especially if you're thinking of making a big mistake or you're, you know, everybody's asking you for earnest money and all this sort of thing. And, uh, you know, you just, just keep at it. Um, you will find that, yes, you're going to make some mistakes. There's no question about it. You know, I make mistakes. I've been doing, doing it for quite a while now. And uh, I, I'm still in, in certain situations uh, when I'm stepping out, out beyond my comfort zone. I'm thinking, okay, is this a good enough opportunity, you know, for me to be doing this or not? You know, we're all asking those questions. Mm -hmm. So don't think for a minute that uh, we're all that much different than the new person that's just showing up. Yeah, of course, 35 years of experience, that doesn't hurt. Right. But um, uh, at the same time, you know, just take the action, do the thing, and you will have the power. Uh, are you going to make some mistakes? Are you going to, but yeah. Now the question is, so what if something goes wrong? Did it really go wrong? I mean, you've really picked something that maybe in your view went wrong, but now you know way more than you did before you got involved in that. So. Well, that's a good point, and we can let's talk about that for a second because that's that's another one uh, on our list. Mm. You know, oh, is it okay? Yeah, it is. It's another one on our list. You know, it's progress, not perfection. Ah, okay, right? yeah, there it is. Progress, not perfection. That means don't be afraid of making a mistake, as Steve said. You know, you're moving forward. You've done it. You've 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 done something, and you're progressing forward, right? So it's the progression that you're interested in. And mistakes are going to happen. I mean, you guys have heard it. You hear the gurus online or on TV or wherever they are talking about how they've never made a mistake. They've never lost money in real estate. They've never just that. You know, that's that's BS. I mean, if you haven't, if you haven't lost any money, if you haven't made some significant mistakes in your business, you haven't learned anything. Right. You, you really haven't learned anything because it's that pain, that pain that you feel that motivates you to not do it again, right? And yeah, we all want to live vicariously through the person that has never had a mistake in life, you know, but that person doesn't exist. You know, mistakes are going to happen, but we put things in place to limit our exposure to that mistake or that, that mess up so that we don't, you know, we don't wind up putting ourselves out of business or you know, winding up digging ourselves out of a five or 10 year hole, which happens. It's happened to a lot of people, right? So it's progress and not perfection. And let me add this one more thing, uh, Steve. You know, everybody wants to be perfect. Everybody is always talking about perfection. I'm the best at this. I'm the, and that's great. You know, that's great. You got to keep in mind in baseball, and, oh, by the way, congratulations to the Atlanta um, Atlanta Braves. They did it. Congratulations. Yeah, but in baseball, if you're wrong 70% of the time at bat, 
you're you're considered a Hall of Famer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 70% of the time, if you're batting 300, that's a 30% batting average, you're headed to the Hall of Fame. So it's not about perfection. It's about progress. Also understand from a mental perspective, your mind, your brain doesn't understand perfection. Your brain does not understand perfection at all. What your brain does understand is adaptation. Perfection doesn't yeah. exist. Humans have evolved over time because of their ability to adapt, adapt to weather, you know, different climates around the world, different situations uh, as it relates to their ability to either grow or hunt or both. Um, as civilizations became a little bit more prevalent, uh, we had to adapt to living with a bunch of people and their stuff, right? <laughs> so we are, like all life on this planet, we are built to adapt, not to be perfect. Absolutely. You know, so I thought those points were really, really good uh, that you brought up, Steve. And it, it goes now to the third point, you know, and, and we're not going to get... say one more thing about your adaptation thing. Absolutely. The, our brains really are not wired to answer the question of how. Hmm. How do I do this and how do I do that? But our brains are here for our imaginative ability. And one of the things that I like to say is, you know, the reason that people have problems related to real estate is they, they've just run out of imagination. That's right. Because everything is possible. So all we have to do is imagine our outcome and then look for the clues and then take the action as to what we get inspired to do. That's and right. uh, we follow that path. You can't go wrong. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, now, it doesn't hurt to have some coaches along the way, you know, to help say, well, you know, you might not want to do it that way, but you might want to do it this way. That's right. And uh, that helps quite a bit. I mean, we talk to our students about that all the time as it relates to listening to you. I mean, if you've, if you've invested in yourself to the point where you, you've got a coach slash mentor, teacher, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you, you've put them in that place so that they can give you what they've what they've got. You didn't put them in that place so that you can tell them what you think is right. Right. <laughs> right. So they're there because they've had some success at the thing you want to be successful at. So listen to them. Listen most to of the people. Them. Most of the people. <laughs> most of the people. You know, so I, I just think that that's, uh, you know, just a huge, a huge, huge piece, right? Just a huge piece. And then, you know, the third one, uh, that we have on our list is don't chase money, add value. Now, Absolutely. You, we see this every day. I mean, we see it every day and, and people are like, well, what do you mean? Don't, don't chase money. Well, don't chase it. Become really good at a thing and opportunities are going to find you. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, it, we're talking about real estate here. So become great at finding uh, good real estate deals for the people that want it, that don't have the time or the desire to go out and find the deals like you do. You're creating value, you're solving a problem for them, and now they want you know to be, they're going to be around you more often. You're going to have properties for a very short period of time, right? So you get right. good at a thing, you add value, and the opportunities will find you. If you're 
spending all your time chasing money, you know, you're never going to, you're never actually going to achieve the goal, which is always solving a problem mm -hmm. in every case. Yep. So identify the problem. The that's the key to the whole business right there is mm -hmm. finding problems to solve. Yeah. And some people don't have a problem. They think they have a problem. They call, you know, they might call us and ask us to buy their house. And then, you know, if we ask a few questions and we, we determine, well, listen, you're not in a hurry. The house is in great shape. And, uh, you know, you're not in financial distress. And so you don't have a problem really to, for us to be involved in this. So we might say something like, go list it with your local realtor and you'll get the most money for this house. Then you, you know, that'll be better for you uh -huh. than for us. But so that's the people that don't have a problem, but the people that do have a problem, now that's where we want to certainly get involved and uh, see if we can't solve that problem and, and be really good at it and have all the options, you know, uh, available so that you can understand how to solve their problem and the best way to do that. But that's right. I mean, all we are in any business is, is problem solvers. That's all we are in any business at all. You know, you open up a restaurant, you open it up to solve the problem of hunger that people have, right? You open up a trucking company, you solve the problem of goods getting to those kinds of establishments and so on and so forth. And the most successful companies, in all honesty, are the ones that are solving the most problems that people right. have. And, and of course that changes all the time. The bottom line is in order for you to achieve what you want, you have to be ahead of the curve. And that means you want to be as good at a thing as you can possibly be. And that also means a never ending education. If you're the best, if you're the best today at something that you do, the absolute best, does it mean you don't practice your craft anymore? Does it mean that you don't, I mean, think about it. I mean, we all talk about, you know, the, the Michael Jordans and the Kobe Bryants of the world. And, you know, they were the best at what they did. Everyone aspires to be like them, but they never, ever, ever stopped practicing. They would stay after. They would come in early and practice one thing, do the whole practice with the team and stay later to practice something else, whether it be free throws or jump shots or a transition Whatever it is, you're constantly, constantly practicing and working on your craft, your trade, to be better at it, to add more, more weapons to your arsenal, if you will. Because, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. Me, you know, I, when I started, I only knew how to do one thing. That's it. Just wholesaling. And I left everything, every other opportunity on the table because I couldn't see it. I didn't know that it was a possible opportunity because I was only looking at that particular deal or potential deal through one set of eyes. Now, later on, you know, then I started, I started to meet the Steve Conley's of the world and have different conversations and, and all those things. And once I did that, I started to implement these different processes. And because of that, we've created now what we call the carve method, which is the conservative after repair value estimator. And when you're looking at a deal, it doesn't matter if you want to be a wholesaler, that's fine. But when you're looking at a deal, 
you should be able to identify the other opportunities. So we wanted to make sure that people could do that. So they wouldn't leave money on the table. They wouldn't pass up opportunity and they can get to the check a little bit faster, even though it's not an opportunity that they want to fully take advantage of. But it's something that you can pass on to someone else and maybe make, you know, a couple thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, whatever, for passing on that opportunity to someone else. It's just like what you said uh, a second ago. When we're talking to people, we know we're going to lowball them on their house. We know that this house is worth more than we're going to offer. We align them with an agent that we know can get them the best price possible. And provided they sign with that agent, you know, we'll make a little bit of money there. We make a little bit of that agent's commission as a referral fee. It's not going to make you rich, but one hand washes the other, right? That's right. That's so, exactly right. So don't chase. We can't, we can't perceive or think we know what's in the mind of the, the person that's selling the house. Right. And, you know, I've been in the real estate business for a while. And, you you know, you can make me an offer. And frankly, last week I, I might, or, you know, the, a week before, I might have one idea of what I want to sell a particular house for. Things may have changed between this week and that week. And now maybe this week I'm willing to sell it for $10,000 less just to get on with it because maybe I've reached uh, a mental situation where I'm thinking, okay, I'm done with this house, you know, or maybe there's another opportunity that's shown up that would, um, that I believe would be better than trying to hold on and make all the money I can possibly make out of another property. So anyway, think outside of the box a little bit. Don't be afraid to make those low ball offers. And then I would say, don't be too ethnocentric about the, the way you think about a situation that's in front of you. What I mean by that is just because you wouldn't want that house doesn't mean there aren't a hundred people that would want that house. So in other words, don't judge what you're looking at in terms of uh, an investment opportunity strictly by what you want or what you don't want, or maybe you wouldn't want to live in this particular neighborhood. So what? Yeah. Look around. There's people living there, right? Yeah. In that neighborhood. So people do want to live in that neighborhood. So forget about what you want. Yeah, but, uh, you anyway. know, but it's, uh, you're right. But it is adding value to every situation. In, in right. every situation. And I digress a little bit off of our list. <laughs> no, no, that's not, but it's still, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You're adding value to every situation. It doesn't matter if you, right. you know, it's right. But if you're doing that, you're not chasing money anymore. You're looking for the opportunity that other people can have. You're adding value to other people's business, which ultimately adds value to yours. And it's as simple right. as that. It's as simple as that. Yeah, the money will come. Like um, a mentor student I had, I said, listen, if you get the right price on the right house, money will flow to you like Niagara Falls. <laughs> you know, it's coming. So just get that understanding and uh, money will money will come as a result of the understanding and the actions that you take. That's for sure. And then there's number four on our list. Now, now this is a 12 list. We're going to do a two part because we're not going to get through it. I don't want to keep people here for an hour hour and a half, right? So we're going to we're going to do this in two parts. We're going to talk about the next 3 and then we'll have the next 6 
in a, in the upcoming episode. But number four on our list is keep moving forward. Be consistent. And that kind of goes with, you know, what we talked about as it relates to taking action. But a little more specific, right? A little more specific to the point that when, when we're in situations, either good or bad, right? I'll give you an example. There are people that will work and bust their butt in this business, and then they'll make, you know, twenty or thirty or fifty thousand dollars. And then guess what they do? They stop. They stop to smell the roses. They want to go shopping. They want to go out. They want to travel. Meanwhile, their business is doing absolutely nothing. You know, they don't have any automation in place, you know, or people in place to keep the momentum going because momentum matters. It truly matters. But they stop. They don't keep moving forward. They they slow down and they're not being consistent in their efforts because they're happy with what they just did. You also have to keep in mind the average salary in America right now is just over $60,000 a year. It's $60,060 actually. And so what that means is there most people in this country are not making $60,000 a year. So you get into this business and you make yourself, you know, 40 or $50,000 in a month or two or even 3 for that matter. For a lot of people, that's as much money as they've ever seen at one time. And there is a certain psychology that comes with that that you have to be aware of that you have to learn because you will blow an opportunity because you stopped, because you had success. It's not fear of success. It's wanting to fall back and, and smell the roses before the roses have actually blossomed, right? You, you got to keep that momentum going. You got to keep moving forward and you have to be consistent in your efforts because if you've proven to yourself that you can do it once, you can do it a hundred times. But right. you've got to put people and processes and systems in place so that you can take time off and travel with your family and wake up at noon if you want to. Because the minute you can, you won't. Because you're going to see the value. It's like the it's like the stock uh, scenario that I brought up earlier. If you know that you got to put a, you can put a little bit more time and effort into this, you're going to do that because it's going to give you the desired outcome, which is your financial freedom, your family's financial freedom, your ability to build a legacy over time, you know, and, and that's why it's so important to keep moving forward and be consistent in your efforts. Build a team before you decide to just run on out there. Put processes in place before you decide to just run on out there. And I, I know I know I want to get you in on this, Steve, but you know, like I know, you know, if we wanted to take a week off and go somewhere. We're going to have our marketing up. We're going to have our uh, phones answered. We're going to have a VA do that. We've got someone to handle the marketing while we're gone. We've got people to answer the phone calls. We've got appointment setters to make sure those things get done. So if we miss a week of work, we're not missing a beat in our business. Exactly. And, um, and of course, that's just that's everyday stuff. And the uh, the other thing, though, is there. Yeah, but it's not for everybody. everybody. And that's the crazy thing, Steve. It's not for everybody. It's every day to right. us. But, but there was a time when we weren't there. I mean, when I met you, yeah. you already had those systems in place. You had people. 
So if, yeah. if you weren't around, you had people to make sure the business was still functioning, you know? And, and like you said, you've been in this now for, you know, uh, 35 years. I met you 20 years ago. So 20 years yeah. ago when I met you, you had 15 years in the business already. You'd already experienced those those gaps in your business potentially, you know? So you knew enough to put those things in place because you knew you needed it. You also knew that you were just one guy. You can't do it all because you were, you know, you're pushing some volume there, sir. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, there's a lot of houses. There's no way you can do that by yourself. You have to have a team. You'd lose money by trying to keep all the money. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that I was going to, the point I was going to make is every now and then there's a big event that shows up like a COVID yeah. or an OA or even a lot of little smaller events in between those quote unquote bigger events. And I would say, you know, take, take a second. And that's all I, I mean, like one second or five seconds and look at that, but don't let those stop you either. Uh, there's been situations in the past where I kind of stopped for a minute looking and thinking, okay, what does all this mean to the real estate business that I'm in? And, um, and you know what, looking back, not a lot, really. It just doesn't, doesn't affect anything that we're doing that much. So mm -hmm. all I would say is don't let these quote unquote big things happen to, you know, that are happening throw you off of the momentum track. Cause what miles just said, the momentum is huge. You know, you keep doing this every day and, and just ignore the rest of the world, mm. you know, keep focused on those activities, those daily activities. Don't chase the money, solve the problems, put the systems in place. The big events happen, whatever, you know, as long as a hurricane didn't come through and wipe out your house, you know, your house, you know, you're okay. That's so right. just keep going. That's exactly right. So just keep moving. Just keep pushing forward. That's the best thing there. And then number five yeah. on our list, and I had to rephrase this because an overwhelming 90%, well, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to, well, I'll to say it. Okay. 90% oh, yeah. of the people that I talked to said, don't let broke people offer you any advice or education. And I reworded that to say, don't take advice from unsuccessful people, right? But overwhelmingly, it was <laughs> don't let broke people give you advice or offer you education in your business. And that totally makes sense, right? Because let's face it, you know, if you're, if you're going to travel abroad, right? If you're going to travel mm -hmm. abroad, you're going to go to a, a, a country that you've never been to because let's say you want to go look at the rainforest. Now, we know the rainforest is a very dangerous place, right? Can be, you know, big tarantulas. There's all kind of bugs and wildlife that can take you out, right? Just take you out. Not to mention large snakes. <laughs> yeah, there, <laughs> there are those tree dwellers, you know. But would you hire a guide that's never been never been through those uh that forest would you hire a guide that has never ever stepped foot there because no. they read a book or said that uh they could do it no 
No, you're not. You're not. I can't guide you through a place or to a thing if I if I've never been there, if I've never experienced it. There's no way. So why would you take advice or guidance from someone who hasn't done it? You know, perfect example is Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? Robert Kiyosaki mm -hmm. talks about his two dads, and and how one dad was saying, "Oh, that you're gonna you're gonna lose your shirt. You just get your education. Don't do that." And the other dad was like, "I don't have an education. I'm just out here making it happen, and this is how mm -hmm. it goes, right?" But the one dad was preaching security and that, you know, you, you may never find success by being an, an investor, a business owner. And the other one was saying, hey, you do what you want to do. But if you want to be rich, this is what you have to do. You're never going to be rich being an academic. Of course, academics don't become academics because they want to be rich. They become academics because they want security, you know period, point blank. I mean, people will say all kinds of different things about academics. People make excuses for their lots in life. And it and true, I'm not saying that everyone wants to be rich. I'm not even I'm not even implying that because money doesn't mean the same to everyone, right? But a lot of academics, you know, what's the saying, Steve? Uh those who those oh. who those who do, those who can do, those who can't teach. Right. <laughs> right. That's the old saying. But, you know, the world we live in now is completely different. And there are a lot of people that want to add value to other people's life, that want to give you an opportunity or show you that there is an opportunity out there for you, provided you take the steps to find that success for yourself. But don't take information from people that haven't been to where you want to go. If they haven't yeah. been there, how can they help you navigate through all of the intricacies? the traps that are going to be there for you. It's not possible. It's just it's possible. like the minefield. It's like, you know, walking, walking through a minefield. Do you want to just take the chance and, you know, kind of run across and, and hope you don't hit one? Or would you rather step into some shoes or some, some footprints of someone who's actually traversed the minefield and left you the actual footprints that you can step into to get from where you are to the other side without getting blown to bits. That's exactly right. And that is so important, guys. Listen, mm -hmm. folks, if you're out there and you're looking for coaches and mentors or just a way for you to get from where you are to where you want to be, you have to interview the people that are asking you for your money. You know, if they're going to coach you, you have to be not only coachable, but you have to be confident in that coach's abilities. You have to be. I have a question for you. Yes, sir. You said you had been uh, trying to do real estate for two and a half years. Mm. And you just kept on going and you, you were not making any money. As a matter of fact, you were losing money, right? Correct. Why <laughs> did you do that? And... You know, I'm kind of leading us into the next uh, number, number six, which was don't give up. Why didn't you give up? Perfect example, right? I didn't give up because I saw the money. I saw I was in the streets, you know, and at the time uh, in the area that we're in in Atlanta, the West End was probably the most bubbling section of the city. I mean, there were people there was a lot of BS going on. 
but there was a lot of good stuff going on. And not just there, but it was it was just teeming with investors. I mean, there were everywhere you went, every store you went into, every restaurant, investors having lunch, you know, that was just there. And so plus I I really wasn't driving at that time. You know, so it was easy for me to get around from that central hub. And I saw all of this activity, all of this money changing hand, houses being sold constantly, some over and over and over again, houses being renovated and refinanced and retailed. And I'm looking at this and I said, there's just got to be a way. And I'm at the library. Now, remember, I just came out of a situation where, you know, there were, in the entertainment business, you're up till three, four o'clock in the morning. And at the time, you know, there was no internet to speak of. So you, if you're going to see an infomercial about real estate, you're going to be up at three, four o'clock in the morning watching those channels. I was just going to sleep, right? <laughs> so, so when I got into the uh, out of the entertainment business and started doing real estate, I just went to the library and read books. But that's what I did and programs that were in there. And then, of course, as you read those programs, you know, I would write letters to uh, Carlton Sheets, uh, Russell Whitney, you know, all, all those guys at, of the time, Ron LeGrand. I would write letters and they would send me, you know, Ron LeGrand, for instance, sent me tickets to one of his events, right? But I had to get there and I didn't have the money to go, so I missed it. But mm. I just kept reading and kept reading and kept implementing these processes Till I found the small little nuances that made sense. And once I realized I was going to need some help, I still didn't think of the seminar world, you know, the coaches and trainers. I started calling attorneys, mortgage brokers, uh, uh, real estate brokers, anybody could, who could help me. And finally found an attorney that gave me some direction. And three weeks after I had that conversation, I made $6,000. A month after that, I made 18000 and I bought my first house, which I bought from you. <laughs> yeah. 1855 Lakewood Terrace. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget it as long as I live. <laughs> yeah. But I, bought, I bought my first house from you. And then life just progressed from there. But all of the stuff that I put together over those two and a half years, all of those processes, that's those little nuances that I got started to help me develop systems that work inside what I've created, how to make it my own, if you will. I had to learn how to make it my own, not Carlton Sheets, not Russ Whitney's, because how they did it in Florida or California or wherever they were was slightly different than the way we had to do it and the way we had to put it together. Then once I started doing that, I got a mentor and I was off to the race. I had several mentors. Steve was one I could call Steve up and ask him a million questions. He would answer them all the time. I was selling his properties. You know, we were trying to bring him properties, but he was a machine. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, Steve would have a list of 50 properties at any given time that are ready to go. I was just amazing. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, don't, yeah, I know I, I was a witness to it, you know. So um, it's just amazing to me how, you're because I had family that told me to just stop, quit, give up, stop, don't do this, go get a job, go back into the entertainment business, whatever, just stop doing this. I had friends 
and very, very close people, very pe people that were so close to me that wouldn't even at, at a certain point give me the time of day because I guess they just thought I was, you know, on a on some bum stuff, right? Which I wasn't. You know, I was just having a hard time finding my way. But I saw the money there every single day. I saw people making it. And I knew that I could do it. I knew I could do it. I believed in myself and my abilities before my abilities showed up. I knew that I could do it. And once the opportunity broke for me, and yeah, could it have happened sooner? Absolutely. I could have found a way to pay a mentor. I could have found a way to put myself in a lot of situations, but I didn't, one, because I didn't know, and two, because I was hard-headed. I was hard-headed. And when I stopped being hard-headed, because you know the, the, the saying, you know, hard head makes a soft behind, right? So <laughs> once, I, once I was, you know, once my butt was so sore from being slapped up and down the streets, I started to reach out, and it's only then that I found this, or actually started to find the success. But inside three months, my entire life was different. Inside three months, my I went from sleeping on a couch, sometimes in the car, if I'm being honest, to living in a five-story condo, townhouse in Buckhead with a rooftop barbecue and hot tub. I, literally in 72 days in 72 days. But I had two and a half years of putting processes together that I just needed to tweak. And once that started to happen, life changed. And that's when I absolutely realized the importance of having coaches and mentors in my life. And we still have them today in every aspect of what we do. Some of them I'm working with right now, as you see Steve and then some of which I've, that I, I've been working with for not quite as long with Steve, but in the early days of my, uh, of my success, before I got into the education and writing, you know, I still have that mentor as well. And you're, you're going to have a series of mentors for all kinds of things all throughout your career, throughout your life, if you want to be someone who is successful, not just in business, but in life, period. So don't give up. You can't give up. That's right. You just can't give up. But listen, guys, we've already gone over our time. You know, we're approaching the 45-minute mark. I just don't want to beat you up. We are going to have part two of this next week for sure. In the meantime, like I said, if you like this content, make sure you like, subscribe. You're going to watch it. So if you're watching it, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Hit that little bell so you can be notified when we release content as well. And I will see you on the other side of this. Watch another video.